There have been some rumors floating around this week about Caleb Love, and it's time to shut them down. You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, it's Friday, May 5th, 2023. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Welcome into the Locked on Tar Heels podcast, the only daily North Carolina show out there. I'm your host, Isaac Shade. I want to thank you so much for joining us on today's episode. Hey, you everydayers, coming up two weeks from today is a mailbag show. Go ahead and start getting those questions in. These shows are always fun and engaging. Ask about anything. It can be Tar Heel related. doesn't have to be whatever. Uh, make sure you get those in. There's a place on the YouTube community tab. Uh, you can email the show. You can Twitter. Whatever you want to do, go ahead and get them in. Coming up on today's episode, want to unpack the basketball schedule a little more fully, what we already know, some heels of the week, some really fun stuff, and a really, really sad thing going on in the Carolina family right now. A little runaround of the weekend. But first, got to start by addressing these Caleb Love rumors that have been running rampant, particularly on Thursday. So let's just start here and dispel all of this definitively from the man himself. Caleb Love is going to Michigan. I don't care what you heard. I don't care what you saw. I don't care what your buddy down the street told you. Caleb Love is going to be a Michigan Wolverine next year. And he himself has said it. So if you don't know anything about what I'm talking about, congratulations, you win and the rest of us have lost. But here's what happened. Let me take us back to earlier in the week, probably around Tuesday. I started getting some tweets. I started getting like, I think I got an email about it. Some other things saying like, Hey, I'm hearing that Caleb might be reneging on going to Michigan and might stay around, uh, actually still be a Tar Heel next year. And I got to say, that was complete news to my ears. I hadn't heard anything about that. Now, not that I always hear everything about everything, because I don't. We There's just so much news out there in the world. You're just not going to hear everything. But I was like, I feel like probably would have been tipped off to that or heard it from someone somewhere. Um But even then, so I I looked into it. I was like, I mean, maybe there's something and maybe I've just missed it. Nothing more that I could find other than just a rumor. This was not based in any fact or reality as far as I could find. But then here's where things started to get a little bit hairy because um, there were some social media things that entered the mix. On Wednesday, Mondo Baycott tweeted about how he had had the opportunity to help out at the Ronald McDonald house and, and how grateful he was for the opportunity. Really cool thing. Love that he's getting out and doing these things, giving back. Um, but in one of the pictures, guess who was with him? Caleb. And I think a lot of people just assume, hey, when you decide to transfer, you're gone. Well, these are still college students. If they want to be able to transfer, they have to be eligible, so they got to finish their classes. So obviously, Caleb is still around. But I think what a lot of so I like because I quote tweeted this and I was like, man, I love that Mondo's doing this. And like props to the man Caleb 
for continuing to pour into the community, even though he won't be here next year. Like, I just thought that was a really mature um, and honorable thing that he was doing, continuing to be part of that. And so just wanted to, to honor that for both of them, but in particular, Caleb. So um, I did that and, um, you know, Caleb had tweeted about the Ronald McDonald house thing as well. And so I, I think people saw that and thought, oh, what's going on with Caleb? But then another thing, uh, Armando had posted on his Instagram story, just a quick video of a bunch of them shoot a bunch of the guys shooting around and um, Caleb was in it. And in fact, his caption said something about Caleb needing a new shirt. I don't remember, whatever it was. But things like this just kind of got the rumor mill going. And, you know, when people see stuff like this, they're just they just start making assumptions. Caleb's still around. He must not be going anywhere. Blah, 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 blah. Stuff like that. But then Thursday came and things got even worse. So this guy, John Templon, I believe is how you say his name, um, at 2.59 on Thursday, tweeted will Caleb Love convince Michigan to play in the NIT next season stay tuned for those of you watching on YouTube by the way you can see that what I said was an hour off of what you actually see on screen that's because I live in central time and this would have been tweeted in eastern time so there you go so that came out and just a little bit after that Trilly at Trilly Donovan who is somebody that that tweets about college basketball a lot has, sometimes seems to have some insight. I, I don't truly know this person or know anything about them, but he quote tweeted that other thing with essentially the same phrasing. So John Templon had said, quote, will Caleb Love convince Michigan to play in the NIT next season? Stay tuned. And then Trilly Donovan says, quote, will Caleb Love play for Michigan at all next year? Stay tuned, exclamation point. And I, I got to tell you, folks, people just started to lose their collective minds at this point. Like going on, people just start jumping to all these conclusions. We saw Caleb on all that stuff on social media. Ah, and so I, I think a lot of people read into it and assumed, oh, Caleb's coming back to Chapel Hill. And for some people, it was Caleb's coming back to Chapel Hill. Yay. And for other people, it was oh, Caleb's coming back to Chapel Hill. I've, I just seriously, I've said it multiple times. I don't know that I've seen ever the Carolina fan base more divided than talking about Caleb Love. Well, here's the good news. I mean, this whole thing was wild and it's just like I, I was um, sending some messages back and forth with folks. And it's just like, there's no way this is a thing. And then finally, thankfully, later on on Thursday evening, Caleb himself shut this thing down. At 9.29 Eastern on Thursday night, Caleb quote tweeted that thing from Trilly Donovan and said, yes, I will play for Michigan next year. Stay tuned. Go blue with a blue heart emoji and a maze heart emoji. But here was, here's what's sad to me. About an hour later at 10.38 Eastern, Caleb tweeted, can y'all leave the rumors elsewhere, please? It's getting annoying. And so on, on one hand, I, I love that Caleb took the opportunity to just definitively shut this down to get rid of the rumor mill, to get rid of things going on. But clearly it didn't completely shut the rumor mill down because an hour later he was tweeting out like, ugh, right? Like this is, this is insane. What's going on? Um, and so I'm really glad Caleb did this, but here's the bigger thing. I hate that he had to, right? Like 
It's, and, and I get it. It's part of the world we live in. It's part of the world I live in, trying to find out what's going on and scoops and things like that. So, so I understand it. But it's just, it, it stinks that he's made this commitment. I know he hasn't, at least publicly that we know of yet, signed. And so there's all that. But it's just, man, it, it's just difficult. So anyway, I, I'm glad he did it. I'm glad the rumors the rumor mill is done and and everyone can rest well knowing what the truth of this whole situation is. So um, Caleb Love is going to Michigan and Hunter Dickinson is not there. We we know now that he will be at Kansas. That's still so interesting to me that that's where he chose. Yesterday on the show, we discussed the place and the likely opponent for the CBS Sports Classic coming up this year. But today, what I want to do is open up the schedule even further and share with you everything we know about the schedule so far. And it's more than you might think that it is. So stay tuned and we're going to unpack that in just a second. But before we do, I need to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built. Are you looking for a delicious snack, but you don't want all the sugar and calories? Then you need to try the best tasting protein bar ever built. You got to try it. If you're like me and you want to make healthier snack choices, but you don't want to compromise on taste, then built bars or built puffs are just the thing for you. They are healthy and they taste amazing. Well, what makes them so good? One of the things is that they're covered in 100% real dark chocolate, not to mention that they come in unbelievable flavors like churro and peanut butter brownie. Also, I'm not sure how built does it, but they make these taste really good while still maintaining great macros. Just 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and yet still a whopping 17 grams of protein. And one of my favorite things is somebody who's lazy and doesn't like to go to the store. Or uh, No, that's backwards. One of the best things for me as somebody that doesn't like to wait on my order to come from Built.com is that now I can just go to the store and pick up a box, a four count of cookies and cream for Walmart, maybe a bigger variety pack for, uh, you know, maybe Caleb's trying to, to get some bars for his whole new team there at Michigan, and he can get that big old variety pack. Heck, just order it in your Walmart order. It's so easy, right? You just drive up and they drop it in your car. So go get you some of these Built Bars or Built Puffs. You won't be disappointed, I promise you, in Built Bar, a proud sponsor of the Locked On Network. Thanks so much for making us your first listen of the day. To you everydayers, as always, welcome in. So glad you're here. If you were with us yesterday, you know we talked about the schedule and we're going to do that again. But one piece of really fun news first. Locked On and SiriusXM have agreed on a partnership both for distribution and marketing connections. So what does that mean for you? Well, if you want, you can now get all Locked On podcasts available on the SiriusXM app. So really cool that we're able to develop this partnership along with a whole bunch of others. There's one with Amazon uh, podcasts and all sorts of stuff there. So um, thanks to Sirius for connecting with us and we look forward to this partnership. Now, again, yesterday we talked about the CBS Sports Classic, but I want to tell you what else we already know about the schedule. You might be thinking it's not much, but in actuality, we know the majority of the schedule, just not some of the details. So let me go through it as best I can in chronological-ish order, if you'll allow me. 
We do know that the season opener is on Monday, November 6th. That will be Carolina hosting Radford. That is the first game of the year. Another one that we know is 11 days later, Friday, November 17th, Carolina will host UC Riverside flying all the way across the country to come to Chapel Hill. Following that, another thing we know is that at some point during Thanksgiving week will be the battle for Atlantis. Carolina is participating in it with a pretty loaded field. Arkansas, who is probably the biggest winner in the transfer portal. Memphis, Michigan. Remember, we talked about this before as a potential for Carolina and Caleb Love to meet again. Northern Iowa, Stanford, Texas Tech, and Villanova. So uh, we also know now Carolina has Harrison Ingram. So if Carolina plays Stanford, like just all of these things in that. Um, So there is Battle for Atlantis. And then Saturday, December 16th is the CBS Sports Classic that we talked about yesterday in Atlanta, Carolina. It sounds like we'll be playing Kentucky. A couple other things that we don't have dates on yet, but we do know when they were last year. First of those is Carolina will be participating in the Jimmy V Classic. So getting back to play in Madison Square Garden for the second year in a row. Last year, the Jimmy V Classic was on Tuesday, December 6th. So I'd imagine it'll be around in there somewhere. The Of the four teams, we know that two of them are North Carolina and the reigning national champion, UConn Huskies. So that is a very interesting thing. But then we don't know the other two teams as of this moment. Another event we don't know the dates on yet, other than last year, is the Jumpman Invitational. Last year, this event took place on December 20th and 21st. That was a Tuesday, Wednesday. I would imagine it'll be the same. Remember, it's the four same teams, and the men play each other, and the women play each other. Last year, Carolina played Michigan, and Oklahoma played Florida. Uh, This year, we flipped things around. Carolina will be playing Oklahoma in Charlotte. But again, we don't have the specific date for that yet. And keep in mind, by process of elimination, that means that the Tar Heels will play Florida next season. And then another thing that there's no date on is the inaugural ACC-SEC Challenge. Remember, the ACC Big Ten Challenge is done and gone and over now. And in its place will be the ACC-SEC Challenge. The SEC had had a longstanding challenge with Big 12, and that will be done as well. And then we also know that there will be 20 ACC games. I would imagine one or two of those, as has been the case the past couple years, will be sprinkled in amongst the non-conference schedule, and then you'll have 18 of those in a row. So you might be wondering like, hey, Isaac, how much of the regular season exactly is that? I'm so glad you asked. Let me tell you. Uh, teams are allowed to play either 28 regular season games plus three for a multi-team event, which would be in this case Battle for Atlantis or Maui when we go to Maui, things like that, where there are not so not the fewer ones where like the one-offs like Jumpman Invitational, even though there are multi-teams, you're just playing one game, so that doesn't count. So either 28 plus a, a, a three-game multi-team event or 29 games plus a two-game multi-team event event for a total of 31 regular season games and let me count these off so i can i told you there's a lot more to the schedule already than you realize and so let's unpack it you know that 20 of the games will be acc games so that's 20 out of your 31 already and then you only have 11 non-conference games one of those 11 will be radford one will be 
UC Riverside. Another three will be the battle for Atlantis. That gets us up to five. And then we've got the CBS Sports Classic. That's six. Jimmy V Classic is seven. Jumpman Invitational is eight. And the ACC SEC Challenge is nine of those 11 non-conference games. So that means that as of right now, you know, we already know that in early May, we know essentially something about 29 of Carolina's 31 games in a public way. And so that leaves at this point only two of those games unaccounted for. Now, that's just, it's fine and great to know that just at the base level. But here's another interesting thing about the whole scheduling side of this is there's really not much room for guys to get acclimated. And in this day and age of the transfer portal, that's a difficult thing because you need time and space to get the freshmen comfortable, to get the transfers comfortable with the holdovers, and then the whole team to become comfortable with one another and with the coaching staff and all of that. And I mean, at, you know, right now, as you see it, there's only two games on this schedule that look like kind of gimmies outside of an exhibition. And that's Radford and UC Riverside. Now I've got to imagine those final two that are unaccounted for are going to be two more um, kind of buy games where Carolina brings a team into the Dean dome to help fill out the season ticket package, but also have the opportunity, hopefully to, to build some cohesion as a team. Again, there's just not much space in the calendar for that. And so, I mean, that that's going to be part of the rub in this era is, I mean, one of the things with building depth is you just don't have much time or space to do it. And so that that's what we are trying to figure out. So we'll continue to unpack that as we learn more, either about those two games that we don't know opponents for yet, or any more details about dates or times or opponents for any of the rest of the schedule. All of that coming up. And I, I guess I should say about the ACC schedule as well. We also know who the opponents will be. The the teams Carolina will play home and away. The teams Carolina will play only at home and the teams Carolina will play only away. We just don't know the dates and times of that. Coming up, we want to give you, it's Friday. That means it's time for heels of the week, both the good and the really bad, plus a weekend runaround. All of that coming up for you in just a second. All right, we start now into our heels of the week. I first want to get to the positive, the A heel of the week. And it's great news out of the women's basketball program. Coach Courtney Banghart has been granted a five-year contract extension. And I got to just send her a message off after that and just said, Coach, well-deserved. So uh, so happy for you to continue leading this program. You know, that kind of stuff. And uh, she responded with a very nice message. But um, this is great. Coach Banghart is locked in through the 27-28 season at least uh, you know, that time with her. And I mean, as I look at it, no reason to think this isn't going to just keep on this freight train rolling down the tracks with this team, this program growing more and more and more every year. Got a really exciting freshman class coming in, got an exciting transfer class coming in. You add that into the ladies that are already there. And man, I cannot wait to see what the 23-24 season has in store. One more yay he heels of the week, like a positive thing. I just want to shout out Mondo and Caleb again for their work there at Ronald McDonald House and just giving back to the community. And I know lots of guys are doing that. So, uh, you know, um, I know I, I'm signal, singling out the two of them 
And, you know, you might be saying, oh, well, what about this guy? And he does this and he does that. Absolutely. And we want to celebrate all those things. I just, that one was in, in the, um, I shouldn't say the limelight because that's exactly what they're trying not to do. But that one was out there this week. And so, again, just wanted to point it out. Um, Mondo to his great work with that. And then Caleb as well for staying dialed in and locked into the community while he's still here. Caleb Love, you are a Tar Heel for life. And then the negative uh, heel of the week, the sad, the boo, is just cancer. You might have heard earlier in the week, maybe not. And if so, I, I hate to be the one to bring this news. But um, Tylee Craft, who we've been thinking of, those who are people of faith and prayer, um, have been lifting him and his family up in prayer. I know that's something he's been on my prayer list. Um, I just keep a prayer list in my notes, and, and that's one of them. Um, and the sad news broke earlier this week that Tylee's cancer has spread. I want to read what his mom, September, said on Instagram in case you didn't have an opportunity to see that. Quote, Ty is going through it. The cancer has spread to his brain. There are four growth spots there. Ty has to do 10 sessions of radiation on his whole brain. He is currently admitted in the UNC Cancer Hospital this video was made and then uh, around Easter from the UNC football team and staff. She had, this was with an accompanying video. Ty, it's going to be by the grace of God you beat this and everyone's prayers. I love you, son. Whoo. Um, that is tough. There's, there's no way around that other than to just say that is weighty and heavy. And it's just not what you hope for. Um, and, and it's the kind of thing I, I know that for me, uh, you know, I, I've shared with you here on the show before that I am a man of faith. And I believe um, that whether Tylee is healed on this earth or whether God brings him home to heaven, um, that, that he will be healed one way or the other. Um, but selfishly, you'd love him to be able to stay. But if not, it's like, congrats, bro. You beat us all home. But um, we, we do. We pray for the doctors and, and those providing support. We pray for pray for Ty and his family and everyone else surrounding that circle, um, that God would be with them in this time and that the people around them in their community might do the same. So to the Kraft family, um, our thoughts and prayers uh, continue to be with you. And uh, again, we say boo to you, cancer, always um, showing your nasty head. Um, a quick, wick, quick weekend whip around. There's honestly not a ton going on this weekend. Baseball is off, things like that. Uh, but we do have both tennis teams getting into NCAA tournament action. That's exciting. I, I played tennis in college after I stopped playing baseball. And so uh, I love it when we get into all the tennis talk. So let's start with the women. The first round of the NCAA tournament is today, if Friday, Cinco de Mayo at 5 p.m. versus Charleston Southern. So make sure you're dialed into that. If they win, they will play the winner of Old Dominion and South Carolina on Saturday at 4. Obviously, the winner of that then goes on to the Sweet 16, which wouldn't be until next weekend. Sweet 16 and Elite 8 both would be next weekend. So we'll keep you uh, apprised of that as we go. The men also begin the their NCAA tournament this weekend. Keep in mind, both teams are hosting. The women are the number one overall. The men are the number 16 overall. And so both are hosting a 
regional. So for the men, the first round is on, they play on Saturday rather than Friday, and they will play Drake at 1 p.m. They started from the bottom. Now they hear, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I couldn't help myself. Okay. And then should they be fortunate enough to beat Drake, they would play in the second round on Sunday at 2 p.m. against the winner of also Old Dominion and Utah. And so we'll stay up on that. And then really the only other thing in action this weekend is men's lacrosse has senior day on um, Saturday at noon on the ACC network playing Notre Dame for the second time in a row. So best of luck to the guys on senior day to send the seniors off in style. Friends, it's been another great week on Locked on Tar Heels. Just so many uh, transfer things to continue to consider. Um, There's uh, we talked about the Caleb rumors, but there's all these other rumors flying around out there. And it's also fun to just kind of think about who might fit. And sometimes it's great to be able to talk about guys like that. Like next week, I'd like to talk about Musa Cisse, who's in the portal. Um, some other things like that. So that's it for today on Locked on Tar Heels and this week. Thanks again so much for making us your first listen or watch of the day. A reminder again that there is a mailbag show two weeks from today. Go ahead and get your questions in on the community tab on YouTube. You can do it on Twitter at Locked on Heels or at Isaac Shade. The DMs are open on both of those. You can email the show LockedOnTarHeels at gmail.com. Heck, if you wanted to go leave us a five-star review, you could even drop a question in there, and I'll make sure to get some questions from the reviews. Also, don't forget to subscribe, smash the like button, comment on the show. Hey, it's always a great day to be a Tar Heel. Thanks so much again for spending some time with me, hanging out and talking Carolina athletics. Boy, oh boy, we'll be back with you on Monday unless there's some wild news over the weekend. But until then, peace.